lovelies. <laughs> Thanks for coming back after the last episode. Uh, this is Why Did I Write That? This is Diary 8, episode 10. In the last episode, there was some just really terrifically cringy um, explanations, turns of phrases, as I went through a couple of firsts. My first bum sex and my first threesome, and... Describing both of them in horrid detail with just the grossest the grossest way I could possibly describe them. So that's fun. Uh, back in on Monday, June 28th, 2010. After an owl came to get me once his massage was over, we rented the Madagascar Penguins movie and returned to his place to watch it. I fell asleep partway through because I was so tired from Saturday night. He had to go to work, and he left at 3.30 in the morning while I slept through. When I eventually did wake up, I just stayed in his bed reading until he returned at 11.30. Then he fell asleep while I continued reading. Eventually, he woke up and drove me home at about 4.30 on his way back to work. June 29th. I spent this morning cleaning with Silas while we waited for Danny to get off work. We're starting our move-out cleaning on things that realistically won't get too dirty again before we leave, like walls and window frames. Once Danny got off work, we rented a car and then waited for Danny to shower, slash pack, slash eat, slash dawdle. Finally, we got on the road en route to Byron Bay. Danny's driving scared the hell out of me. She stops and starts sporadically, hugs the center line, and never seems to be aware of any speed limit. Once, while executing a right turn... She slammed on the brakes. No, so keep in mind that a right turn in Australia is sort of akin to a left turn here. If you can imagine that. Like, it's from the left side of the road to the opposing left side of the intersection. Anyway. Uh, once, while executing a right turn, she slammed on the brakes and stopped in the middle of the intersection because the light above the road onto which she was turning was red, as you would expect. Well, duh. Silas was really good about it and calm. <laughs> like Jake in his Val versus Raccoon story. Basically just means that he could see the potential for a dangerous crash happening and was already prepared to get her to keep going. Um, good thing I wasn't in the front seat, because I would have flipped out. I kept my mouth shut and my knuckles white from the rear. We just got into our room above the dive shop and are now going right to bed, because size dive is tomorrow morning at 7. June 30th. Oh, man. Scuba diving was awesome. Silas had his dive super early and got back before I had even finished my in-pool training. We went over all the basics that I remember learning in Cosmo. Clearing your mask, re regaining a drop regulator, regulating buoyancy, etc. We, Simon the instructor, two other students and I, left at about nine for the dive site. Someone's rock. Jasper's? I forget. <laughs> our, our dive was 45 minutes, but it flew by like 10. We saw so much incredible marine life. We saw tons of clownfish, anemones, eels, bottom-feeding sharks, and sea turtles. That was the one thing I wanted to see, and they were so cool. They weren't giant, but maybe 80 or 90 centimeter shells. Very regal. <laughs> regal. Silas saw some proper gray nurse sharks, which I'm a bit jealous of. That would be pretty sweet. 
Once I got back, Silas, Danny, and I took a wander around Byron Bay. We had lunch in a really groovy sandwich-slash-wrap restaurant, and then perused an outdoor art show along one street that bordered the beach. Everybody I spoke with about coming to Byron raved about the view from the lighthouse, so I was pushing to go there. Unfortunately, we didn't make it there until after dark, and entry was blocked off, as well as monitored by a camouflaged security guard in a darkened car in the shadows. So we went to the beach with the intention of watching the moon rise, but we were too early. We headed back to our lodging to kill the hour, because it was freezing on the beach, and I, for one, had not brought appropriate clothing. When Silas and Danny left to chase the moonrise again, I opted to stay back. Not only because I'm bloody freezing, but because it's a pretty romantic thing to do, and I had enough of being a third wheel while my little brother... Oh, being a third wheel to my little brother earlier on the beach. July 1st. After Sai's dive finished today, we drove back to Surfers. Danny was slightly more relaxed and comfortable behind the wheel, so we had a more enjoyable trip home. Being Canada Day, the party was at Billy's Beach House. Canadians galore. There were rousing rounds about Canada, from every corner of the bar, and much red and white. Renee and Nicole showed up as honorary Canadians with bandanas fashioned into clothing. <laughs> Partway through the evening, I received my nightly phone call from Niall. Since I was already out for the night, for a night on the town, I was planning on staying out quite late. He suggested that I meet up with his housemate, Ben, once he finished his job as security at Shooters, and get a ride to their place with Ben. I agreed. So I'm at home now, briefly picking up my toothbrush, etc., and out I go again. I like that I'm like, I have to make a stop to pick up my toothbrush and write in my diary. <laughs> and then I'll go. June 3rd. So everything went according to plan on Thursday night. I returned to Billy's and continued to party before ending up at Shooter's to find Ben. It took me a little while to find him, and once I did, it took me even longer to work up the nerve to talk to him and ask him for a ride and ask for a ride with him later. It was just a bit weird because I've only met him a couple of times, and I'm just the young girl who's fucking his housemate. I finally spoke to him, and while well, Niall hadn't talked to him about it, Brioni had, so he was fine with it, and I wasn't just that strange girl in the club asking him for a ride back to his place. I was there alone, which made me somewhat of a target, I suppose. Yeah. I had several guys trying to convince me to dance, but I wasn't nearly drunk enough. Also, there's something kind of odd about having Ben see me grinding with guys all night, and then him taking and then taking me home to his hard-working housemate. I did allow a couple of conversations, though. <laughs> oh, how very generous of you, Kaya. I'll allow it. Um, one Kiwi guy with an amazing afro told me that my name means leader in his language. He had me saying Che Me Kaya with him, which was pretty awesome. <laughs> I guess. I have, not, I have not offered a translation of what that means. Another fellow was Turkish and lived up to the reputation by being a tad touchy-feely. He wasn't being inappropriate per se, but kept pushing my hair off my face and tucking it behind my ears so that he could gaze into my eyes. Yuck. What a gross move from a stranger. Uh, he was incredulous that any guy who I was seeing would let me be out in a bar on my own rather than spending every moment with me. <laughs> 
Yeah, he laid it on a bit thick. Turns out he's from Kushidesi, where the Ephesus is in Turkey. So we talked about that for a bit. Eventually, Ben got off work and we drove to Bigger Waters together. He educated me on the hippie community slash mini village in Copenhagen called Christiania. Once we got to his place, he showed me his geckos and taught me a bunch about them, too. It was kind of weird when we both decided that we should go to bed, but felt responsible to stay up with the other. But it worked out, and a very pleased Niall came home a little while later, impressed and grateful that I had actually followed through. Yesterday, I was supposed to go into the Blarney Stone to pick up my final paycheck, but couldn't drag Niall out of bed to drive me. So I called in and arranged with Charlie to pick it up today instead. When Niall did finally get out of bed, we went out for a pasta dinner and then watched Adam Sandler's new flick, Grown Ups. Very funny. And of course, we returned to Niall's and put more movies on. I basically fell asleep. Today, I made it into the Blarney Stone and got my pay and said bye to everyone but to Leah, who I had just missed. I just got a message from Mary inviting me out for dinner and drinks with her and Pete. I just had dinner, but I'm going to go meet them for drinks. They're the two, they're two of the nicest people I know. That's nice. It's nice that I made some nice friends. July 4th. So yesterday I met Pete and Mary at the RSA club. We drank some beverages there for a bit. Mary and I split a bottle of wine. Yum. Before going party hopping. We stopped at a bottle shop where Pete and his friend got a carton of beer, and Mary and I got a bottle of pre-mixed vodka to split. Um, also with Erna, who joined us at this stage. We first went to BJ's party, but it was like any Canadian dorm party that I've ever been to. It sucked. <laughs> so judgmental. Uh, we left there pretty quickly and went to Amy and Duncan's place. There, we drank the rest of our RTD bef before we once again hit the bottle shop to get a bottle of the $6 Passion Pop. Cheap, sweet, fruity, girly, champagne-ish drink, which we drank in Erin's hostel room as she got changed. Then we went to 21. Evidently, there was some sort of African group having a night out there. I, <laughs> I have never seen so many dark, ebony men in one place. Oh, Kaya. I was sorely tempted to act on my jungle fever? What the fuck? Come on. Uh, especially when they were making it so obvious that they would go along with it. You could, you could just be like, I wanted to smash, and you could say that without, like, making it all about race. I don't know. Um, I, it was pretty funny. Oh. Uh, one, one guy came up to me, lifted his shirt, took my hand, rubbed it along his incredibly defined abs, and then asked me to go dance with him. <laughs> Bold. It was pretty funny, but I declined, thinking of my plan to see Niall later that night, and not wanting to explain the presence of a big black man in my bed. Oh. Having drank quite a bit, I called it quits not too late in the evening. Pete and Mary left at the same time I did, and graciously offered that I sleep on their couch, since they live closer than I do. I thanked them for their kind offer, they seriously are the best, but headed home where I was shortly collected by Niall on his way home from work. I left his place this morning while he was still mostly asleep, and he gave me a little blue teddy bear that says miss you on it, exp explaining that I could cuddle it when I was feeling blue. <laughs>
Oh, it's so corny. Uh, he acted like this was our goodbye, but then assured me that we'd see each other before I leave. Pretty much up to him, since he's the one who works. I met up with a few Plan B folks at the surf club for Sunday fun day, but then went home for an early night for once. That's nice. So, for an early night. Now, this is where the diary ends. Um, judges, the date of the last one was July 4th. So it was still two days before my flight, but I guess, um, like, I think probably I was playing a little bit of catch up in the diary, like writing, writing in it maybe a day or two after the actual day and like trying to keep up the facade that I was writing every day and I just like couldn't keep it up. So the actual writing in the diary ends here. However, in the back with all of these like plane tickets and other ticket stubs and random bits are a couple of sheets of paper that just have like point form. So it's like a date and then a point form of kind of what I did that day. I think probably with the intention that I would go back and like actually fill in the act, you know, in full sentences and probably gross detail of everything that I did on these days, um, which Evidently, I never ended up doing. So this is kind of the last episode, um, but I will do like a bonus episode after this where I'll just read out my point form and see if it makes sense, see if any of it's funny, see if I remember anything from this point form, and uh, we'll see how that goes. So for the actual final full episode, thanks for joining me on my embarrassing journey. Toodles.